A Gellert is another one of the characters. I'm looking at Gellert right now. Yeah. And uh, I, I've seen this before. I thought it was a furry. I thought this was a furry thing. I've seen this before. I was like, oh, this is what furries are. The music. Whoa. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Hello and welcome to Extremely Online, the podcast that is feeding your virtual pets so you don't have to. I'm your host, Chompy, and welcome Jane LaBelle and John Lee Brody. How are you guys doing? I'm a little nervous. You're nervous? Why? Because like, I, I, I don't want to jump ahead. I'll let you explain and I'll tell you why I'm nervous. No, I want to hear why you're nervous. Because I don't know what you're about to say, really, <laughs> and I just feel like I'm I'm going to be really caught off guard by... It's actually not as bad as you think it is. Okay. I think I'm going to debunk the rumor, actually. Okay. Well... Okay, but first, um, what are you, what is what are your levels of Terminally Online? How online are you? Are you a stale cinnamon roll like me or, like, not even once? Uh, I mean, I think a healthy amount. I think I do enough at this point. I try not to spend too much time online. Yeah. Let's- What's your, show us your screen time. What Should are the numbers? Well, oh. Let's see the receipts. I'm just kidding. I was that was a joke. I'm sorry. I kind of wanted to know. I was like, oh. I was like, oh no, she's gonna ask me next. Yes. Because I am chronically online. Chronically. I am online very hard. We need a meet we need a um rap horn. I was gonna say we need like a meter to like set us at <laughs> and, or like the doomsday clock of like how online until it's like, terminal. <laughs> like yeah, something being like radioactive or right, like, oh, right, 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 right. It's about yeah, to we, blow. Yeah, we need a Geiger meter for <laughs> for onlineness. <laughs> it's like a Black Mirror episode, is what you're describing. Yeah, like. yeah. What was your first like online experience, if you remember, or your first screen name online? Uh, it was America Online. So business. AOL. Yeah, yeah. Like the OG. Uh, my First screen name, screen name is like Superman 1984, something like that. Superman? Yeah. Love it. Love it. In 1984, the year I was born. So that was that was my first experience. Well, that's the first time I had my own screen name. I'd seen the internet before. There's just Heard of it. You've called, heard of it, yeah. Well, I'd seen it. It was called Prodigy. Prodigy was like one of the OGs in terms of getting online. Then in the 90s, America Online came along. What is Prodigy? I'm learning something. Why don't I know what this is? From 1984 to 2001, Prodigy... No was in 2001 and it's an internet service yes including news weather shopping bulletin boards games polls expert columns banking stocks it sounds like they're describing the internet installing search bars onto my web browser like well it was mostly for gamers so we would go on there to get uh walkthroughs for games or cheat codes and stuff like that so that was the main inspiration or the motivation to get on the internet was to get uh was to get that this is before What, what what games are you playing I mean, like Sid Meier's Civilization, we're playing Monkey Island, LucasArts titles. I mean, we're talking all the PC titles. And you get to a point you get stuck, and then we realize, oh, you can go on Prodigy while tying up your parents' phone line uh, with the 28-8 modem and get some walkthroughs, get some some cheat codes. Yes, I love that. They claim, Prodigy claims to be, the company claimed that they were the first customer online service. Wow. Wow. They're the OG. They're the OG for sure, but very seldom, unfortunately, do the OGs make it through, just like Betamax tapes. Right, yeah. Betamax was actually the better medium than VHS, but VHS just caught on more. Mm-hmm. And we see this all the time when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool, though. I had never heard of that. That's so, oh, I'm so excited to learn anything. Speaking of emerging technologies, have you ever heard of Neopets? Did you ever play Neopets? So I never played it. I know of it. 
so that came out in like 99, mm-hmm. 2000, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's when I'm getting into sophomore, junior of high school. I'm discovering other things outside of the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> like females, the opposite sex, oh, stuff like that. You're on, we were online. We were online. Um, we may have been 0.1 miles away in your area. Okay. <laughs> couple pop-up ads you could uh asl was basically uh what you would do on the instant messenger age sex location and you try to figure out where they are what's going on are we compatible sexy females in your area yeah which most of them probably were not uh you know when you when you backtrack uh, you don't know know. that did you ever click on it yeah you don't know no, uh, I mean, we don't know. And to this day, I See, guess uh, we can just always You're wonder. making them rejection. We're going to have to bring you back. and <laughs> if we're too, We can do a deep dive into the <laughs> chat rooms and everything. Sure. Yeah. Jaden, did you play Nail Pets? No, no. I know. I, I know of it. I had um, a friend who played it after school. But I, I know nothing of this. I feel like you were either in one of two camps, and that was either Neopets or Pokemon. And I, I was involved. I, I was I'm sure. I'm, I don't. I, I'm sure you were heavily involved in both of them. But I, I feel like I went Pokemon, and some people veered. Oh, me right. and my best friend in middle school. Her name was Sierra, and we both <laughs> turned out bisexual somehow. We both played Neopets. We had Pokemon. We had brass dolls. We sat in computers on the opposite side of the room and we were doing our aim and Neopets. And on Neopets, you got, that was how we learned to code. We learned like you get, okay, so when you get a Neopet, it is a pet virtual pet website. You have to pick out your, your little pet out of like all these different guys. Uh, you name it. It has to have a unique name. So no other Neopet can have the same name. You have a pet page for it. So it was literally like a MySpace page for your pet that had like HTML in it. And if you knew how to edit HTML, you could change what the page said and what it looked like. And so all of these. So also like adults were on this website also. So like other people who were just like into the other into the Internet were just like doing all kinds of HTML shit. And so then kids like me were like, oh, how do I do that? And so then get me and my friend were Okay. Learning graphic design. And, okay. And uh, we were uh, also making little pixel animations because you could have an avatar, you could have a signature. So literally, we were like in MS Paint painting with little pixels and then animating them frame by frame. <laughs> that's insane. Um, that's great. Well, I have so many questions. So it's okay. Just to like recap. Yeah. So it's they're, they're virtual pets. Yes. Similar to Pokemon where you they're online you get them how do you get them do you have to pay for them no they're free yeah so where do you find them how do you mind them Uh, so when you are when you go to the website you're just like adopt a pet and then you basically like create a a new pet so there's like options of characters that you can pick and then you get one of four basic colors and then you name it but then it creates a new virtual guy for you Okay, so you go on there, you adopt one, and then you um, then you build like a little internet profile for it as well. Like it exists in like some sort of like okay, there's like a park or something. I'm imagining, right, yeah. And then there's like a profile for it that other people can go and look and like, oh, this is like I can click on your Neopet and I can see that this is what, what was like a name that you had for your Neopet? Um, Alien Mirel was what was the name of my the character is called Aisha. It's a little, a little <laughs> cat with like alien cat ears. Also, were these? Did you just make these up? Are these in reference to other names? Is um, they... Asia is the name of the character, so that's in the game. Oh, oh, okay, got it, got it, yeah. got it. No, I didn't make that up. Yeah, Alien Mirel, I did make up. 
Um, Mirau was um, a little, little cartoon cat that I made up. <laughs> as a middle school. What is Alien Mirau? Yeah. What What inspired that? Um, my little cartoon cat was uh, so like meow, but then I was like meow. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> sure. okay. So it's a uh, onomatopoeia kind of. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, so what? That the- was my little alien cat. It was one of them. A Gellert is another one of the characters. I need you to spell that one. Wait, G E L E R T. Look it up. And so this is like the metaverse. It sounds like Tamagotchi meets Pokemon. Yes, but like pre-metaverse. Yes, okay. and so also Neil Pets got into NFT. This they're like the pre-NFT. Like they created that ecosystem, and so the fact that it never crossed over and like worked out for them is like kind of surprising i was so obsessed with collecting and then like a lot of people were really upset and uh, i watched a whole video about um og usernames so you guys are you guys familiar with the concept of an og username explain that to me so an og username is like a one word username so like lizard or like cool or so anything that's like so like people Buy and sell OG, like, Instagram names. Yeah, 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 like, I'm Jason. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, shit, you were the first one to hit it. Since Neopets need a unique usernames, there was a lot of, like, people were actually exchanging real money to buy and sell OG usernamed Neopets. So, and they, at some point, changed the graphics of the Neopets, and so there was unconverted nail pets which were the original art and then there's converted which was the new art and so then unconverted became very rare and so people were buying and selling for real money those guys because yeah so also unconverted art and then besides your basic four colors then you can paint your pet all different there's like different themes i'm looking at gillert right now yeah. and uh i i've seen this before i thought it was a furry i thought this was a furry thing i've seen this before i was like oh this is what furries are and this is giller does he come in all these crazy variations yeah so okay so red yellow green and blue are the normal ones that you get and then you can buy with your neil points paint brushes so there's like a plushy paintbrush a mutant paintbrush and so that changes their rarity and their appearance and all of that and then it's like League of Legends with the skins where like they all have like different storylines and yeah. and that kind of stuff. It sounds like this could have really taken off if there was more access to high speed internet. That's no, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so Neopets started in 1999 and then it was created by Donna Williams and Adam Powell, a pair of independent game developers. They were running the website on ad space, so just ad putting up ads on and they had flash games. So you played the games, you would get new points, and then ads would run, and that's how they paid for the servers. So a lot of people did it back then. That's all, yeah. Do you? There's people that had like the daily distraction thing, and it was just whatever games you could play on the site. But then these advertisers would pay money to be could be seen because there was a very small supply of those kind of sites. So it's a very interesting time. If you got on at the right time, I know people that would make ten thousand dollars a month doing that. It was pretty crazy. So they were doing crazy well. They were getting so much traffic that they couldn't afford to pay for the server space because it, it was just so there was so much that they needed additional funding. And so do, do you can you guess where I'm going? I don't know if you guys know the, the title of this, which is 
Neopets was owned by Scientologists. That is so... I, I don't know what I could, like, legally say, but it's upsetting. Well, okay. So here's, <laughs> here's the funny thing about it. I know I know who Doug Doherty... I know Doug Doherty. Oh? And not only is he a Scientologist, he's he's known as, like, the godfather. He's the big... He's a very... He's the top G. Remember the show Veronica Mars? Yes. His son played Logan Eccles, the love interest on Veronica Mars, Jason Doherty. What? Yeah. And I know Jason pretty well as also. So look, I don't I don't know all the intricacies of Scientology. I don't know anything. I don't ask them about it, and they've never tried to recruit me to the church. So that's where I'll leave that. But uh, I do know Doug Doring, so it's kind of interesting that we're talking about him. Uh, he's always been super nice to me, but he certainly has, I will say, a lot of pull. He's the number what like top donator, tens of millions. Let me put it this way. The, I, it's probably, I don't think anyone would disagree that the face of Scientology is Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom's probably going to go from one side of the room to the other to say hi to Doug Dory. Oh, yeah. Just to give everybody a sense of how big this guy how high is. What? what does this person look like? Look him up. He just looks like a guy. Oh, like a, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But Doug has always been very nice to me. But again, I don't know anything about the church. I don't ask. And I'm good with that. <laughs> We're all familiar with what Scientology is. I know I've seen the buildings. I know they have that pretty castle in Hollywood. And then they have that other castle in Hollywood. Because they have so much money. They They do. They also don't pay taxes because they're registered as a church. So that's the other part of it. It's messed up. I mean, I get the appeal of joining a cult. It's like more friends, less decisions. (laughs) And that's appealing. But, you know, I've yet to find the right cult. You know who the actor Christopher Reeve is, right? Oh, yes. But yes. Uh, OG Superman, not OG Superman, he was the second Superman, but the best Superman, in my opinion. The, I guess that ch- I read his book, Nothing is Impossible, back in the day, and he talked about how the Church of Scientology tried to recruit him before he was famous and stuff like that. And yeah, it's it's so little side quest, everybody, if you want to learn more about Christopher Reeve and his. They try and sink their claws into people, anybody who's coming up, because, okay, so Scientology was started by L. Ron Hubbard, and basically. They believe that everybody has like a like you have a superpower, you have like a secret power and you just have to unlock it and you have to clear your thetans. Um and also they Lord Xenu is um the big guy in Scientology. Um and yeah, they they don't pay taxes. They got a lot of money and um they are very powerful people. Um I'm not going to I really don't like I'm not trying to like start a thing because they will fuck your shit up. I'll say that. Like, don't go in as a joke. Don't. They'll get you. They'll get you. You don't have to say it. Just watch the Leah Remedy series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you None go. of us yeah, have to say yeah, any of that. Yeah. If anyone wants to hear any other opinions from someone else on the inside, I would just say, after listening to this episode, go watch the Leah Remedy yeah. series. I do you like the museum they have. Like, they have, like, a on Sunset, there's this museum in Scientology Industry of Death Museum. Where it's like, oh, bro, it's crazy because it's like, you know, it's a museum where it's like you walk in, just give a fake name. And because they make like a lot of like med students go because that's like kind of what you're like, OK, here's the other side of it. Right. Because like the the flip side is like um, psychiatry is like not part of like they don't fuck with psych- psychiatry. So like if you go to school uh, they're like, OK, here's here's kind of the other half of it. And you walk in, it's like. Dante a quote from like Dante's Inferno above this like like steel door that you open and then you watch a documentary about 
the pharmaceutical industry being monopolized and you're like, okay. And then you're like, I'm in Columbine and you like sit in a classroom. So it's like terrifying. It's um, horrific. Everyone should check it out. Take a date there. Um, it's kind of neat. Free things to do in Los yeah. Angeles. The alternative to that is there's a Simpsons episode that the whole thing acts as a metaphor for the Church of Scientology. Oh, what episode? I, I want to say it's season six. There's a whole thing where everyone joins this kind of cultish sort of place. And the irony of that is Nancy Cartwright's a member of the church and she's the voice <laughs> of Bart Simpson. So it's a whole bunch of. Oh, it's kind of like what South Park did with like some of the like, pissed off one of their voice actors. I think it was like chef because same thing where they're like did a bit about Scientology and like. Yeah, but it was unique because uh, Nancy must have gotten approval for that from the church or something. Cause I don't think they would just let her do this thing, which is clearly a metaphor for the church. I think it's season six. I mean, don't quote me on that, but it's one of those six or seven, maybe season eight, when Simpsons was really in their prime. But the whole thing is a total metaphor. Okay, I'll check that out. I'm a huge Simpson fan, so and, uh, I love that. The way you just described how they're watching this film and it's it's almost very clockwork orange where you're being forced yep. to watch this thing, but people are trying to get up and leave. And then this spotlight comes on him and goes, you're free to leave any time with no judgment, but would you care to tell us why? <laughs> and then someone has I'm just going to sit back down. You know? That's pretty much how it goes. Someone else, and then everyone just decides I'm not going to go anywhere. And Homer, because he's so simple-minded and doesn't overcomplicate things, he's basically unpenetrable. <laughs> oh, he's the anti, yeah, like no one can get in there. Yeah, the ignorance is bliss sort of sort of thing oh. with him where he's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. You're giving me free food. Okay, yeah, let's do this. And then they're, they're trying so hard to convert him. And... You'll see. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to spoil. No spoilers. of season six of the Simpsons. Yeah, I know it's only been out for twenty plus years, yeah. but you know, no spoilers in case we got some Gen Zers who maybe haven't seen the early seasons of the Simpsons. But I want to know about this connection of like we we've talked about Neopets, we've talked about Scientology. We I googled this uh, this Doug fellow. He you, exactly how you described John. Um, picture a man in your head, and it is Doug. Uh, and he's a very nice guy. Uh, let me just say that. Like every time I've met him, he's been super nice. Um, uh, yeah, he looks like an ideal juror. Like, he's... Very good family man. Like, they have a very loving family. I've, I've been around their family. They're very nice people. Uh, but, look, that's totally fine. I, I, you know, I, I've never had a bad experience with Doug Doring. Listen, if all he did thing, was then... buy Neopets, hire all the Scientologists to work at Neopets, um, and, and then dollars, you know? try to get Scientology education onto Neopets. What? So wait a minute. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? They also own, have you heard of ABC Mouse? I was just looking, I was like, what the heck is this this sign he's standing in front of? It's abcmouse.com. I wonder if that's still active. So like preschool, elementary education stuff, kind of like baby Einstein sort of thing. That's, that's, uh, but for Scientology. Yeah, owned by Scientology. I don't know if it's for that, but, uh, I, de- I definitely know it's owned by. Doug. So Donna and Adam were the original creators, and then they needed money, so they sold majority share to Doug, and then Doug hired a bunch of Scientologists to work for them, and then everyone that they hired subsequently, they were asking Scientology questions to, and then Doug was trying to get Scientology into the game and some Scientology education, and Adam and Donna were like, um, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but the Scientology people were always uh, just hanging around. And so there is a reference to Scientology in the game. The characters are called the three and they're referring to um, three Scientologists who were like 
the ones who were trying to get scary stuff, scary Scientology stuff into the game. Interesting. But no, but aside from the three as characters, there's no actual Scientology in the game. There's no education. Um, so we were not being corrupted by Sci. I was not being corrupted by Scientology as a child. I was being corrupted by the integrated marketing that they invented, um, which was in all of the Flash games. They were like marketing cereal, movies, Jamba Juice. Um, and oh, that. Yeah, Jamba Juice. Yeah. No, so I had never heard of Jamba Juice as a kid until I heard about it on Neopets. And that- Robux is better if you're going to get But that's all thanks to the integrated marketing that they invented basically so when were you on there what years were you on there? uh let's see in 99 i was eight, so it was probably like 2001 uh-huh. um but then i i was playing it yeah and until uh 2005 they sold it and then i think it shut down officially in 2015 but i was playing i was still playing a little bit not like seriously but like i was playing some of the games when i was in college yeah so like 2009 I was playing. <laughs> yeah, because by that time I had my driver's license, which is a big deal, of course, you know, and discovering this other kind of social life that exists. So that was the period of time. And I'm, I'm a definite gamer now still, but there was a period of time where I wasn't playing as many video games as I do now. Yeah. And that was during that time. So if that would have come along earlier or later, maybe I would have been on Neopets. Like, oh, let's check this out. This is... The Flash games were very addicting, and then earning meal points to buy the paintbrushes that made your characters rare. It was like literally like NFT shit. It was pre-NFT. I'd love to share a quote on the um, abcmouse.com, which is the follow-up to uh, Neopets, where it teaches children. Uh, It says, number one, homeschooled recommended tool. It kind of does the Neopet thing where it's like uh, you can win tickets to, you know, customize your avatar. So it's like, okay, it's like mapping the Neopet um, business model onto this this thing for children. And then I came across this quote. It says, my child absolutely loves everything about this site. And I see improvements in her counting and color association already. I think this site is fantastic. And the quote is attributed to father of a three-year-old girl. Oh, uh, which I love. And it's just like, that's on the site. Father of a three-year-old girl says his child absolutely loves this. Um, no names. No. Who needs names? That's great. No, that's probably real, right? Shout out to ABC Mouse. Yeah, right? ABC Mouse. Uh, <laughs> this guy's three-year-old daughter loves it. And they're homeschooled. Well, I guess that tracks too, because again, I don't know all details of Scientology, but some things I picked up is their medical beliefs will differ from I think the majority of people and I think vaccines are a big thing and because public schools require vaccines for their kids mm. to attend so I didn't, I didn't realize I knew that there was an educational aspect I never did the deep research on ABC Mouse so the homeschool thing like oh, okay yeah that tracks it reads like one of those games because the website's like very old looking um that you know you know there's like uh like home like those it's like rpg augmented reality gaming where it's like a fake website where i feel like if i oh, click yeah, a letter yeah, in the background yeah. it's gonna send me it's gonna send me to some like, go through the back, through the back rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i'm uh guys i'm in a liminal space now this is this is different 
It reminds me of this old software I had called, it was called Reader Rabbit, and that's how you learn to read on your PCs and everything. So it does have that kind of vibe. Uh, it looks like it hasn't been updated since 1990. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. And, Special and we will show offer. this on, on the video. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'll check back in if I find a liminal space, if I get into the, find something, clues. But John, is there anything else that we wanted to touch on before we wrap it up? Oh, I mean, I guess shout out to Neopets. And your, uh, what was the name of your of your uh, Alien Meow? Alien Meow was, uh, and then I had, um, I think it was, I had Zeldi and Seldi the Gellers. <laughs> <laughs> this site's not operational anymore, is it? No, they shuttered in 2015. So after the Scientologist Viacom bought it. And then um, 2015, it was over. Okay. But actually, no, wait. So, okay, they have a new version of the site that is up now. Um, and also, they're doing NFTs. I don't know if they're still doing NFTs. I did um, play a different NFT game long enough that I could buy a Neopet NFT. So I do have one. Well, maybe because of your show, they're going to reboot the whole thing. And we're in the middle of this writer's strike. They didn't need new content. So... Bring it back. Let's bring it back. It would be interesting now that we have the NFT space and crypto on all this stuff and meta world. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of research into this, especially if Viacom owns it. And well, yeah, I don't think Viacom owns it anymore. Well, they don't anymore. I don't know. I don't think that they own it anymore. Well, whoever does, I feel like there may be a play here. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like there is. I'm honestly shocked that it hasn't worked, but because the backlash against NFTs in general um, was so <laughs> harsh and swift. I feel like it just everything is dead in the water. There's unless you're already a crypto bro, and they're not Neopets people. They're not. Um, we are not the same. But no. if there is a resurgence, do you think that would you be able to get your old pet back? I don't think my account is there anymore because I have tried to log into it in the pet because I had. A lot of shit. I had millions of nail points. I feel like you having that would be like like Magic the Gathering. If you had one of the OG Magic the Gathering cards. I, I, I don't know. You maybe should look into that. I should, yeah, see if I can get that. Yeah, no, I had a, a baby painted Geller. I believe that Zeldi was my baby Geller. And then oh, I had, which is that, the furry dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But look, yeah, look, up, look up the baby version, though. <gasps> Oh, look how cute. It's so cute. Look at this messy baby. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Oh, and look at baby baby loop. That's my dog. I love this. Yeah, that's too cute. Look at baby loop, though. Okay, Neopets, baby loop. I was thinking of baby loop. There we go. That's my boy. very cute. Yeah. So cute. It's just, yeah, it's dumb cute. And as a middle schooler, oh, my God. Just, it was everything. It's also like Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies very much. I was a Beanie Baby kid. And even when I was done with Beanie Babies, my dad would like, don't you want to put these in? You're like, no, I'm like over. And he's like, no. And then my dad got obsessed with the Beanie Baby. It was like, I kind of, yeah. So there are like mattress, you know, there's like those bags that like your mat, like a mattress comes, or not mattress, but like a, a comforter comes in. Yeah. There are like six of those somewhere in an attic that have. I have the Princess Diana bear. I could go on and on about this one. Find her. You could probably finance your own movie with that. <laughs> that Princess Diana bear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll I'll give my dad a call. See if yeah. we still have those those um those beanie babies. That that'll be another episode where we un- unlock that bowl. Thank you guys both for being here and thanks for chatting about Neopets, Jane LaBelle and John Lee Brody. What uh you want to give your plugs? Plugs, usernames? No. No. Okay. John. Yeah, you can find me. I'm, I'm around. 
Copy that. Did I we think get... it's more fun that way. It's like it's like the old days where this little scavenger hunt. And maybe we shouldn't just give it all away. I think. Yeah, but like you do cool shit. Actually, yeah. you do like the coolest podcast I've ever fucking heard. Well, okay, so that was pretty scary. Available on all platforms. More Brain Network from Wondery and Wondery uh, hosted with Freddie Prince Jr. and '90s Icon. We're just talking about the '90s, and uh, it's about horror movies. I think horror is in my opinion, the best medium or the best genre because it's literally something for everybody. There's so many subgenres and there's so many... It's the one genre you have to keep evolving. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the one genre that can't be formulaic because if it's formulaic, you can't scare people. Exactly. And I think it's also the most misunderstood genre. Agreed. And Big agree. So and our, our whole podcast is all about being positive. You know, we don't want to tear down people. If we're talking about a movie, it's because we like it. It's just a matter of how much we like it. What's amazing about John's podcast is like, you know, they they highlight things that they like and opposed to like shitting on things that they don't like, which is like famously what people like to do with, with films you were saying earlier. Yeah, and usually people who shit on stuff, they're not practitioners of it. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, so don't get me wrong. But if you're going to tear down someone's work and their art, at least... Look, look, Siskel and Ebert back in the day were the two top critics. I did not agree with everything they said. I didn't agree with it. all the two thumbs up to the two thumbs down, but they at least came from a place of like an educated mindset. And I think if you're going to criticize one, have some consideration of the work this person's putting in. Mm-hmm. This is their life. This is their art. This is their craft. This is what they care about. And um, maybe do some of your research on your own. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just judging things and anyone it's like throwing stones at a glass house. Anyone exactly. Um, yeah, there are definitely some people that are worthy of criticism, but, um, usually they've got the biggest budget and the most power. So like (laughs) if they're making garbage, it's like, they really, they chose that. Like we're not here to shit on independent artists. We're, we're making strike. That's uh, why they're striking, baby. I'll say this. When the CEOs run the show, you get quick. You get garbage. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's true. We support the writer's strike here. Everybody please donate to the entertain. Is it the entertainment support fund? Probably. Okay. Entertainment Support Fund. I'll put the proper link if you want to support the writers. Go to the strike lines if you can. Seriously, these, they deserve, they deserve it. It's the 3%. It's nothing. Anyway, that's the end of the show. If you guys have any Extremely Online stories, on Instagram, we're at Extremely Online. On Twitter, we're at Extremely Online with a zero because some kid in the UK thinks that he's more online than me. And if he hadn't logged on since 2020, I would have something to say to him. Please t- send us your stories. <laughs> I'm sure you're lovely. Extremely I'm sure online. you're lovely. You seem like a nice person. I want your username. And if you see this, I will, find, I will find. I will find. Just give it to us. a hacker, bro, to get your OG username. I'm going to just ask very nicely. I'm okay. just going to. Yeah. Come on. It'll be funny. Anyway, if you got stories, extremely online pod at gmail.com. Send them to us. And we also will have a voicemail line at some point. If you played Neil Pets, please let me know. Please tell me who your pet was. And we'll see you next time. Bye.